Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes of your day with us. I'm going to hand this off to Sandy DeRoe very, very quickly here. She is a commercial product photographer. That is her full-time day job. She is extremely good at it, and she has a lot to share with us about how to do that. She's going to start off with a little bit about tethering today. I want to remind everyone we have our contest going on. Sandy will go into that in the podcast as well, but be sure to enter into that contest by sharing the show through iTunes reviews or on social media. Enjoy the episode. Here's Sandy. Hey guys, my name is Sandy DeRoe and this is my first ever photo taco. Thank you so much for the download and thank you so much uh, to Jeff for letting me take over some episodes. I want to talk more about commercial photography topics. So if you have anything that you would like me to cover in future episodes, please, please, please post them in the show notes for this episode or on the photo taco Facebook page. And if you aren't already a member of that group, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash photo taco. Hop on over there and join. There's a ton of great geeky stuff going on there. And there's a contest. Jeff is giving away a free portfolio review. The portfolio review is for 14 images, excuse me, and it's worth $70. It's the upgraded portfolio review package. And there's two ways that you can enter. You can review Photo Taco on iTunes, or you can share the link to Photo Taco on your social media. The catch with the social media one is that you have to hashtag it with hashtag Photo Taco, hashtag photography, and hashtag podcast. The link that you're going to share is improvephotography.com forward slash Photo Taco. The contest started on July 1st, and it ends at the end of July, and the winner will be announced the first week in August by Jeff. Okay, so we've been talking a lot on the Improved Photography podcast about tethering, and I'm sure that some people are saying, what is tethering and why do I care? So first of all, tethering is where you connect your camera to a computer and your photos are displayed on the computer. There are two ways to tether. You can do it wired or wireless, and we're going to get into all of that. So it sounds scary, and I get it. it. It is at first. But think of all of the things that you did that were really uncomfortable at first, and then once you did it, you kind of wish that you would have done it sooner. Um, it's really unnerving to have your photos displayed on a large screen for other people to see. Um, but the more that you do it, it just takes a couple times to get used to it. Um, and I certainly wouldn't recommend that you use it for every occasion, of course. I mean, weddings, obviously, you're not going to want to cart around a computer with you. It's just too fast-paced. Um, but you could, you know, use them for the formal portraits if you were doing those in a set location. Especially if the formal portraits are really important to your client, you're going to want to see them on a large screen. Um, I like it because I can instantly see if my photos are in focus. 
if they're properly ex exposed. And um, there have been too many instances where I loved a photo on my LCD screen, but when I saw it on the computer, it wasn't my favorite anymore. Or I thought something was in focus, and when I got it on my computer, it wasn't. Or I've even had it where it looked in focus, or excuse me, it looked out of focus on my LCD screen. And then when I got it on the computer, it was like tack sharp. So basically, I don't trust my LCD screen anymore. <laughs> I also like it because it forces me to slow down. I, you know, still to this day, when I'm not shooting tethered, I will go and take a ton of photos and what a handful of them are actually great, you know, that, are, that the client likes, that I like, that are properly exposed and focused, etc. So it's, for me, it's kind of a quality over quantity thing right now. Um, and then there's also times where I've been working with older clients who can't see the LCD screen. So I'll be like, oh, look at this, this photo. And either they'll say, I can't see that because I don't have my glasses, or they'll try to get their glasses and it slows us down. Or they just pretend that they see it and then I kind of pick up later that they can't really see it and then I feel bad. It's awkward. <laughs> and I don't want to do that to my clients and it's happened to me more than once. Um, you know, today also it was really great because I was photographing a piece of furniture and my camera needed to be really low to the ground. But it was a piece of furniture so I couldn't raise the furniture up anywhere. <laughs> um, so I was able to put my tripod on the ground as low as it could go. I focused once and then I put a focus lock on the camera. That way I could use the tethering program to actually take the photo um, for me. You can click in the tethering program and it takes the photo and then I moved the lights around and changed the composition and I didn't have to get back on the ground to focus. So it saved my back. Okay, so there, there are two ways to tether, like we said. So there's wired and wireless. And although I have high hopes for wireless tethering in the future, it's not fast enough for me right now, at least with my camera. Um, many cameras have built-in Wi-Fi minus one. I have a Nikon D750, and I tried it when I first got the camera, and it was so slow. <laughs> and in the past, I've also tried um, the Wi-Fi SD cards that do the same thing. It, it creates Wi-Fi from your camera. Um, and iFi cards are the most popular. Uh, this I like your like your eyeball iFi card. Um, you have to download an app that goes along with it though. And I needed something that I could put into an editing program like Lightroom. Um, right away. So especially if I'm doing like product photography, I need to make sure that the color is correct. I do the gray card as the first shot. Um, and if I if I don't, it has messed me up down the road once I go back and color correct. And then I realize that something else wasn't right. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend using the wireless method for now. Um, I would recommend that you use a cord to tether, which honestly is probably going to be cheaper anyway. Um, chances are you're probably already using Lightroom, which has a tethering feature. At the commercial photography studio I work at, we use a program called Capture One. 
It's a little expensive though. And if photography isn't your main source of income at this time, or you don't see yourself using this tethering method, I wouldn't recommend that you buy it just yet. Um, so to get started, you're going to need a tether cord and depending on your camera body, you will need something like a micro B to USB or a mini B5 pin to USB, which this might all sound totally foreign, but if you saw them, you would recognize them. Um, also, ports on cameras differ for different models that are the same brand. So, for instance, my D750 has a mini B8 pin port, but the next model up, the 800 series, have a micro B cable to USB. That's the cord that... So, because and that's that's caused problems before when I took the D eight hundred from the studio and then realized that my cord didn't work, work with this. So just be cognizant of it. Um, I would also recommend that you use a USB three cable. Um, it's it's just the fastest, and if we're going for speed, using something slower than USB three is not going to make a lot of sense. Now, they sell these cords at any electronic store and online at Amazon, of course, but um, a lot of photographers use Tether Tools. Um, Tether Tools also has a lookup for your camera body. So if you go to their website, um, which I'm pretty sure is just tethertools.com, uh, you can find out which port your camera needs. And I've had to use that before when I didn't have my camera with me and I needed to get a backup cord from the camera store. So um, Tether Tools is the industry standard for, um, for tethering cords, and they have these things called jerk stops. So a jerk stop is this little plastic piece that goes on your camera and then goes on the cord, um, sorry, goes on your camera or your computer, and then it, it attaches to the cord, um, you know, a few inches down the cord. And this is meant to save the cord itself. Like, um, you know, your cell phone cord, for instance, all that taking it in and out, in and out, in and out, it gets worn out uh, right by at the base of the cord. So this is meant to save your cord from, from that wear and tear, but it also um, saves the ports. So from what I understand, the ports on your camera, if they get messed up, it's very expensive to fix. And I imagine that it would be pretty pricey to fix your USB port on your computer as well. But it doesn't, so these jerk stops save your ports, but they do not save your computer or your camera from getting pulled down if you trip on the cord, <laughs> which I've done. <laughs> so I would recommend that your camera is either in your hands or on a tripod that's weighed down by something. And I seriously trip on stuff all the time. And so I always make sure that my tripod has a sandbag. And most tripods have that little hook that's there for that exact purpose. So once you have something heavy weighing it down, you should be good to go. And, and once the sandbag's on there, I've tripped on it before and, and it doesn't hardly move at all. Um, so once you have your camera and your computer connected to each other, you can open a tethering session in Lightroom by going to File, Tether Capture, Start Tether Capture. And if you forget where that is, because I do all the time whenever I do go back into Lightroom and try this, um, there's that help uh, for Macs anyway at the, at the top. You can go to Help and then you type in Tether and it'll point you right to where it is in the file menu. 
Um, and then once you're connected uh, and the system recognizes that your camera is there and you'll see your camera information come up and it'll have your um, ISO and your shutter speed and your aperture. Um, then take a couple of test shots and make sure that it's going through properly. Um, and you can actually change any of those settings right from your computer. So like today, instead of getting down on the floor to change the settings on my camera, I could do it right from my computer and my camera just stayed um, where it was on the floor pretty much. <laughs> um, and then also by default, your photos will be stored on your computer and not your camera's memory card. Um, so you'll tell Lightroom where you want your files saved and it'll walk you through all of that. Um, you know, and if your photos are loading too slowly, um, it might be because your file sizes are too big. So if you're shooting RAW, you could consider shooting JPEGs, and I often shoot studio shots as JPEGs anyway. I mean, I'm controlling the light, and the need for all that information in that RAW file just really isn't there. Plus, I'm able to tell right away if I've lost any detail in my images since I'm viewing them on a larger screen. So I don't really... I don't have a need to shoot in RAW. Um, and then there's also carts that you can purchase. Um, I There's one that we use at the studio um, that's quite expensive and it's, um, it's geared towards photography and media. Um, it folds up really nice, but I've even used ones when I was out of town. We went to Home Depot, and there's um, like the, the wire carts. Um, they're like table wire, wire tabletops, and then they have wheels that go on them, and it was like $30, <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, and then that way you can move your computer and everything around with you. Um, just an added bonus, but it's not, of course, necessary. I've, um, you know, put my laptop down on the ground outside when I've been doing outside architectural shots um, or exteriors of buildings. Um, you know, if there's grass or something, I just put it right down on the ground or, you know, whatever is available. Um, so just to recap, <laughs> tethering is great if you are doing like studio portraiture or portraits where you can stay in one place. It's good for food and product photography, landscapes, architecture, real estate, anything where you can't, you know, you're going to stay in, in one general location. But it, it, of course, it's not for everyone. I would say, though, that um, try it, and if you get frustrated, don't give up on it right away. Because I did try it when I first started shooting professionally, or calling myself a professional photographer, and it, I think it was too slow, or I just didn't, I didn't see the need for it at the time. And then in the last few months, I've picked it up again, and I, I kind of wish that I would have stuck with it. So don't get frustrated, don't get discouraged with it. Um, try it for a little bit before you give up on it. And if you have any questions at all related to tethering, um, you can post them in this episode's show notes, um, or excuse me, the comments section of this episode on the Improved Photography website, or you can post them in the Facebook group, and I'm sure that Jeff or I will see it and we'll make sure that we answered it. And if I left something out and you have questions, I'm pretty sure that somebody else is thinking the same thing, so don't hesitate to ask. And again, thank you so much for downloading this episode, and I hope to talk to you guys real soon. Bye. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned.
Olay!